you're listening to bro down podcast all fucking day oh yeah everybody welcome back to the bro down podcast i'm tim fulton and i'm andy smith and this is dear bros dear hmm. bros is a little segment where we rip some advice column things from dear abby and we talk about it for a little while because why the hell not we have nothing else going on in our lives um <laughs> she I, liked our post so i don't really she care. did like one of our posts that's like yeah, a, shout that's out thing. to abs what's up abs so the first one is mine board marine so mine reads dear abby all my life i have followed orders i haven't been able to determine my own path when i was young i did what my mother told me when i was old enough i joined the marines and i did as they said after i separated from the services i did what my social group expected after i had a child i did what a parent should do to protect and provide that took the next 35 years of my life your child was 35 before they were good uh, i am 60 now retired and the master of my ship Without orders, I don't know where to go from here. I am adrift. They say find a passion and do what makes you happy, but I'm not passionate about anything. I like many things, but I feel no passion. Being alive makes me truly happy. I love every day God gives me. But what can you do or but what to do with these days eludes me. What shall I do? Can you help me? The man sounds like his life is so perfect that he doesn't have a struggle left like it's just yeah he sounds like um um how do i put this he sounds like a guy who was doing everything and it was almost like not of his own fault but it's like at the end of the thing you get a prize where it's like hey now you get to be happy yeah and he got there and he's like fuck now what like i didn't have a plan for like once everything was set up yeah and it's sad that he's saying that he because it almost kind of feels like he not that not that he's saying like it's a like the last 60 years of his life was a waste but almost like he didn't have any control over it or he he didn't really do things he wanted to do he don't he did what others wanted him to do or thought he should do yeah which you know at the end of the day it's it's on him yeah, but at the same time, it doesn't sound like he wanted to do anything. Like, it's not like it took away from anything because he didn't have anything to drive himself to begin with. Yeah, but I – yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think he was just so used to kind of following the next this thing that now that he's older and no one's going to tell him what to do, he's kind of lost. Yeah. Um. My – Yeah, I read Abby's, and I actually agree with it after reading it, so I don't want to give my opinion oh, anymore. Oh, you're fucking cheater. I know, I know. fucking cheater. Well, I would say, sir, that you need to fucking start trying shit out. You need to start fucking trying things, and whether that means that you go – I keep bringing this up – go do jujitsu where you have a coach, and I don't give a fuck that you're 60. People that are 60 start yeah. jujitsu yeah. all the time. Something. Pick, pick up fucking soccer game or whatever sport, something that's a camaraderie thing where you have the element that you're used to and friendly with. If that seems to be something that he connects with, um, I don't know if he's going to be the guy that goes from like always being ordered what to do to, you know, a hermit painter, like guy in the woods. He might, but he's got to go out there and try shit that he hasn't tried before or try shit. You know, you got to turn the stones and you can't just sit there and be like, well, I'm not passionate about anything. Well, 
how are you going to find it if you don't look? You know what? That's an excellent point. Just because you don't have a passion for anything doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah. You have to go out and find it or at least try. Some people find what they're passionate about really early. Yeah. Some athletes find what they're passionate about really early. They just happen to connect the dots, right place, right time, right genetics. Boom, you're a professional athlete. Some painters, some artists, they find it young. Comedians, same thing. Some people don't find it till they're late in life. Like some actors don't become famous or don't find it until later in life. And they become amazing actors late in life. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you have to take that scary first step into a world that's not yours. And it's terrifying, but what's more terrifying is looking back in five years or 10 years or 20 years and being like, it's oh, I should have fucking done that. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do about it now. Yeah. 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 Fuck that. Try new shit, sir. You're not too old. Try new shit. We that's, believe in you. That's Go a, get it. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate all that. So Abby says, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate to have it make some difference that you lived and lived well. Perhaps if you concentrate more on doing just one thing a day for someone else, you will discover the passion you are looking for. I can't promise it will work, but it may be a step in the right direction. So she's basically saying, if you can't help yourself, start by helping someone else and maybe you'll find a little happiness along the way. It's a good way. Um, I think she's like I, narrowing in, but it's kind of what you're. I don't disagree is. with that because he's been somebody that served other people for so long. It's more in his wheelhouse. Yeah. And also, too, in doing stuff for other people or community service or whatever, you get to talk to more people than just going out and be like, do I like this? I got to do everything myself. Like, you, you have to engage. It becomes a community faster. Exactly. Yeah. And how many times have we heard. I go back to athletes a lot because it's just in the wheelhouse that I operate in. But yeah, it's all athletes, you know. yeah, it's all I know. I know nothing else. Um, when they say, you know, I wasn't going to do football until I, this guy said this one statement to me one time, and then that's what made me go try out. But it was one sentence from yeah. one guy on one day that he happened to go to because he forgot his fucking gym sh shorts. Yeah, yeah. Like weird shit like that happens all the time. Like you got to put yourself out there. It just. You just got to experience things. Yeah, and fuck, you're not too old. Fuck that. Anyone tells you that, tell them to go fuck themselves. You do you, sir. You do you. Okay. So up next, what did you name it? Not my drama. So mine's a little bit more drama-filled, a little bit more on a bum, bum, bum. serious note side. But um, the writer writes, Dear Abby, my friend Kate has a lot <clears throat> has had a lot of trauma in her life and she feels things are she feels things very deeply. She has experienced assault, the suicide of a close friend, the death of several family members, discovered that she can't have children and managed to escape an abusive relationship. All that in the last 5 years or so. Fuck. Kate does all the things people are supposed to do when coping with grief and is doing very well. The problem is me. I find it hard to be around her because of all the drama. Intellectually, I understand none of this is Kate's fault. She isn't being attention-seeking or deliberately causing drama, but I find myself becoming impatient with her ongoing discussions of feeling, feelings. I'm not someone who feels deeply or is easily traumatized. Bad things happen, I get over it and move on. How can I learn to be patient, caring, be the patient, caring friend she needs? Trying to be a better friend. All right, so two things, real, maybe three things real quick. Okay. One, 
I originally started off as you were talking, making like funny like <gasps> faces at the camera. And then you got to the suicide part. I'm like, oh, no longer in good taste. Yeah, then you felt like a dick. Yep, now I feel like a big douche. Uh, two, this is actually both of ours. This is like a refreshing twist on what we normally get because yeah. half of the time someone is talking about somebody terrible or they are someone terrible. Yeah. And right now, both in both of our things, specifically this one, yeah, decent people. I specifically picked it because she was she wasn't putting any of the blame on her friend. Yeah, and you know what? Beyond just that, she had self realization. Yeah. Like it takes a big person to have like that kind of like self realization. Like I can't handle this much emotional baggage from some from a friend. It's, I need to figure yeah. out how to do this better. It's one of the most honest things I've ever seen somebody write in one of these. Is that it has nothing to do with her, and I'm being the one that's not handling this properly because. It's my bullshit. Like she, none of this is her fault. She's doing everything right. She's not being attention seeking, but I find myself basically not wanting to deal with it. Yeah, and that's a hard thing to admit. So that is, kudos to this person, a hundred percent, for for admitting that and asking for legitimate advice. It seems like she she doesn't seem like somebody that's writing in like we've read a couple where they just kind of want them to be like, hey, you're right. Yeah. Good day. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. not a hey, you're right, or she she's uh, legit seeking. I need advice. to know what the answer to this is, and I'm not sure what to do. So we can both speak on this because unlike you, I'm not a complete piece of shit, and I didn't read what Abby wrote. So you go first. What oh. is your suggestion to this, and how would you handle this if you were her? So. I actually uh, sympathize with her a little bit because I'm not great at handling bad things to begin with anyway. So when, it, uh, yeah, so when a friend has something bad going on, I never know how to react appropriately. Like, not that I don't want to be there for somebody, but like, like, do you tap them on the back of the head and go there, there? It's all better now. Like, yeah. So I guess my the the best. I guess you, if you're gonna help a friend cope with so many negative things you also have to help yourself cope it almost ends up being the same thing because you're both going to be bagged down by this i like the idea that she's not really looking to like get rid of the friendship she wants to be able to be a better friend so i would think that find coping mechanisms that you would suggest to the friends and both work on them together whether it's like something carthotic like uh fucking go skeet shooting mm. fucking write your problems down on one of those birdies and sh fucking shoot it maybe yeah. that's an extreme example but you get the idea of what i'm going for like find something cathodic that to kind of put some things to rest yeah or like even if it's a distraction method and be point blunt about it be like listen i know you're going through a rough time the best thing right now for you is to not live this is to like have a moment of happiness and then have a moment of happiness with your friend and make it make it not about the negative aspects make it about getting past it mm. or try your best yeah yeah what um, do you think um see i'm kind i'm it's kind of weird right because like you know some of the things that have happened like i've had some experience with you know a decent portion of that list that she fired yeah, off yeah and i'm not the most huggy feely person in the world but you know if you do anything long enough you get repetitions in you kind of know what to do in certain situations to some extent yeah and unfortunately it's like you've been there so many times you kind of know what people are going through when they're going through it but then again like i understand from her perspective because it might be that she the girl writing in 
has never processed any of the bad things that happened to her. Like I'm pretty much uh, more like her where it's yeah. like, Hey, something bad happened. Like, let's not dwell over it. It happened. Like it sucks and all this, but you know, I don't know if that's, I don't think that's completely the right way because you're not really processing anything. Yeah. It's easier to handle for like the short, short, term, short term. But I think at least for me, sometimes when people start talking too much about other things, especially like if you're not wanting to go down that road, it's almost like she has to now deal with her similar situations mentally while the other person is going through theirs. Yeah. That's so what it sounds like. if you had a death of a friend that you, you know, was t- just too hard, too much, like too much for you to deal with at the time. So, you know, you did all the crying, all that stuff and you put it away, but then you're, you know, somebody else has the same situation and they bring it up. It's like, you're just not like, you can't go there emotionally. So you're just like, shut it off, shut it off. But when they keep doing it, it's like, you can only hold back that floodgate for so long. So you're almost like, as a defense mechanism being like, I need to remove myself from this before I feel like the, the wheels come off of this car. Yeah. So I don't know what advice I would say. The only thing I would, I would, I would say is have empathy. Yeah. Like put yourself and, and keep in mind, everybody's different. Everybody handles situations differently. Not everybody has the, you know, fuck it, get up, dust your boots off and go to work kind of a mentality uh neither one is right neither one is wrong i don't think yeah yeah but you know i would say open up an avenue of conversation and just tell her that like listen i i like i don't mean to be rude or whatever but i just have difficulty like like contributing to this kind of a grieving process so don't take it as like i'm not it's just my brain doesn't work that way. So, like, it's not that I'm trying to be cold or whatever. I just can't – I can't muster up those things. Yeah. So, like, I don't think it's either person's fault. I just think no, that they no, they had so either. different experiences. They they have different emotional ends of the spectrum. And that's a lot within a very short period of time. Yeah, that's like that's like rapid fire. Yeah. It's you, – you can't – I mean, processing one of those things is, is a, a lot. lot. But processing all those things at the same time, like her compass is just spinning. She yeah. don't know which way is north. And as the friend, too, you see your friend kind of going on a tailspin. You're like, I don't even know where to begin. I, I can't help this. And it's making me uncomfortable now. So it's almost like you feel like a piece of shit because you don't want to just walk away. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, It's hard because, yeah, you don't want to just walk away. But at some point. Some and like some people have different levels of like emotional um, integrity. At some point, you just might feel done. Like yeah. you just can't process. That's a real thing too. You get exhausted from somebody else's issues, and you yeah. almost get numb to your own or or, or, yeah, or their yeah. issues as well. Not to go down a, a weird rabbit hole, but I had already spoken about it. My dad had the stroke, and mm. there was a day that things weren't looking great. He had been uh, he had just had the stroke. He uh, Turns out he had the COVID as well, and his dog died. Yeah. And it was just – it was a day that, like, I drove back and forth to, like, 10 different places. And by the end of it, I was – I didn't have, like, anything left. Yeah. Like, I didn't have anything in Like, my someone could have shot you in the arm, and you would have been like, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Yeah. I can't yeah. Feel yeah. Right that's, now. Exact, that's exactly it. Yeah. I, to this day, I feel bad. I have been 
traumatized by every single dog that has passed away that we have ever owned, except for this poor dog. Yeah, so it's too much. much. El- it was too much. So much, el- so much else was going on at the time yeah. that like, I just didn't have anything left to register. And it there's only weird, so much weird. gas in the tank at that time. And yeah. if you're emotionally drained when those things happen, yeah. it's almost like um, you can't go back and relive that yeah. when it happened. So it's almost like if you watched a, a movie that's really good that you would have liked any other day, but you watched it when you were in a, when you were in a really shitty mood, it ruins that movie forever. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just can't unlive the first time you experience it, and it sucks. Like, you might have a thing where you're driving down the road, and you're like, Jesus Christ, Muffin. Like, <laughs> you might have that in the future, but it's hard to get there. Not Muffin. I, I'm just saying. But I think, in all honesty, these two could learn something from one another. They need to open up a dialogue, and maybe, you know, the one that's a little bit more get over it can learn something from the girl who's all about her feelings and maybe the girl that's all about her feelings can learn something from the hey you know things are okay it's going to be fine just keep moving forward maybe take pieces from each other damn yeah we went deep on this episode bro ah all right so let's see what abby says what's up abs (laughs) it's gonna be nothing what we said um stupid slut (laughs) you're trying quit being so hard on yourself you are and have been a good friend. It's important that you not allow Kate's burdens to, quote, sink you. The two of you are very different people, and you should explain that to her as you have to me. It's <clears> – <throat> I can't see with the camera in the way. If her trauma and drama become more than you can healthily absorb, step back and tell her you will talk with her later, tomorrow, or when, she's, when it's convenient for you or both of you, which will allow you time to come up for air. That's I don't. I don't completely disagree with that. No, at that's all. fair. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very fair statement. Be there as a good friend, and but allow yourself time to come up for air. That I think that's very elegantly yeah. put. If you don't do that, then you're no good to her as a friend or yourself or yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that one. I think we fucking nailed it today, bro. I do too. Don't take our advice, but we think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. Don't take our advice unless you want to. <laughs> if you guys feel like we're the people to go to, leave some shit, message us somehow, and we'll get to you too. In the meantime, don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave comments down below on what you think of today's articles. Quick shout out to Abby. Don't forget to Google Dear Abby. She has all these two articles and so much more in case you want to check her out. Yeah. While checking her out. Also, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Easy, buddy. Jesus Christ. She's a mom. She might be a grandma. She might. She's a grandma. While checking her out, don't forget to also check out BrodownPro.com for all your cool-ass bro gear. This has been Tim Fulton. This has been Andy Smith. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah.